following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Shout out to all the men going through a lot with no one to turn to because this world wrongly taught our males to mask their emotions. Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Kid and Loser. We're starting a podcast. I'm Cheetah. Chicka 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 choop. I am Chop. Uh, we're back again this week, but before we even get into any of that, we want to go ahead and address something pretty big right away. want to give a shout out <coughs> to uh, Damar Hamlin and his family. Uh, for those who don't know, Damar Hamlin is a safety for the Buffalo Bills and... During the Monday night game, he uh, took a shot to the chest, and um, they had to resuscitate him on the field. Uh, not sure if they know exactly what happened. I think they said it was uh, some sort of cardiac arrest. So I'm guessing he had maybe the hit maybe threw his heart off rhythm or something and made it stop. But uh, as far as we know, last I checked, uh, he's still in ICU in Cincinnati uh, at their hospital, but he's went down from 100% oxygen to 50% oxygen, which is, you know... Uh, well, that is real good. That's a, it's a step in the right direction, so... Yo, Cheetah, the, uh, that conditioning he had is one... They say it was like one in a billion happening. Is is when um you get hit in the heart at, just, at the right time when your heartbeat's taking a beat, and you get that one freak-ass accident... Yeah, if you watch it, the dude's helmet goes right into his heart, dude. Like the right side of his chest is heavy, man. The way he, the way he fell and stuff, it was just it was pretty brutal, man. Yeah, it was uh, it was it was terrible. Uh, me and Troop, we were at our parents' house watching the game, like we usually do. I was at my friend's house watching the game, and uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was scary for us to see it on TV. So I can't even imagine being there in the stadium, let alone being his mother. There in the stadium watching it happen. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it's a kind of a gift and a curse that she was there because at least you know she yeah. can be there with him through it all. But man, can you imagine the terror she was probably going through watching oh. her son just drop like that? I mean, it's got yeah. it's. I mean, big no shout bad. out, huge shout out to the Bills too, too, and you know also the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals their their whole organization. They've been amazing throughout all this, and one of the biggest things that they did that I think. A lot of people maybe kind of missed because of everything that was going on. Is I really liked that the players started to kind of build a wall around Demar, so people that were in the stands couldn't see him. You know, what I mean, like kind of giving him some kind of like dignity still that people weren't seeing him being trying to brought back to life and shit. Absolutely, that, I think that was that was a big move. Yo, um, before that hit, the Bengals were definitely playing dirty for sure on Jackson when wow, he. Well, it's a big game, you know. It's you know. It's one of them, on the line. That's it's first seed or something. Score. I mean, things are going to happen, but I mean, after what happened with Demar, I mean, none of that really matters anymore. It's 
at that point, after something like that happens, that's when you start to realize that, you know, at the end of the day, it's bigger than football. There, yeah, and that's what I was going to say, too. I got a lot of respect for them guys because you could tell it was like a decision made on the field by the coaches that they were going to uh, go back and rally around the guy rather than, you know, worry about a stupid fucking football game at, at this point. You know, that's that's their brother and part of the team and the way that the Bengals and Joe Burrow came over to the Bills locker room just shows, like, a lot of uh, maturity and, you know, compassion. Because at the end of the day, they're all guys who understand the game and yeah, and I think, understand uh, what it's like to be a teammate. You know? I think also the fact that, you know, we've seen a lot of these guys who, you know, a lot of these football players, people look up to them as being, you know, like these big, tough, burly guys kind of, you know what I mean? Because you got to kind of be that... When you play football, so to see these big tough guys on TV, you know, yeah, showing emotional. their emotions and crying, and shit, I think that's like, that's a huge thing that's going to help moving forward for mental health to see that these guys, if these guys aren't afraid to show their emotions in front of, you know, how many other people were watching, I don't even want to take a guess, I'm sure the number's huge, but. Yeah, that's the thing, dude, it's, um, you know, life fucking gets real, shit gets really real sometimes, you know, and. You don't have to be a stone cold rock all the time. Yeah. So it was definitely cool cool to see that, you know. Yeah, and I just real quick before we uh, you know, move anything else, I just want to also give a big shout out to Sean McDermott. Um proving yet again how much of a true leader that guy is, man. Uh one of my favorite things about him since the Bills brought him on is how much he actually gives a shit about his guys which I think may, is what makes him such a great coach, that he actually gives a shit. You know, you know sometimes if you see the game, he, like if, if, if the team uh, fucking blows the lead, he's, he, he's fucking clapping. Oh, they're clapping his hands. Yeah. He's like, yeah, let's go get this, boys. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know. He's like, like he's deep down, like he takes the bike up. Motherfuckers. He's a good dude, though. And I, I think uh, one of the biggest reasons behind why they ended up, the coaches themselves ended up deciding to just, you know, give up the game is because when Zach Taylor, the coach of the Bengals, went over and talked to McDermott, McDermott right away told him, he said, I can't, you know, I, I can't be out there playing this game. I got to go be with my guy at the hospital. You know, I got to be I gotta be with my boys right now. And that's when Zach Taylor was like, all right, we'll follow your lead. You know, um, yeah, you couldn't really see what they were saying. You couldn't hear what they were saying, but you could tell that they, yeah. you know, you yeah, could see the um, conversation happening by their gestures and shit, yeah. you know. Just spe- speaking of, um, when McDermott was talking to Zach, he did the. You remember our our mafia episode we did like maybe a couple episodes ago? Yeah. Where they're like covering the mouth up? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah there was. Because they didn't want to know what the cameras would be saying. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They knew that the. There was another moment too where uh, Josh was, was all shaken up and uh, you could tell that he was like going through the emotions and then he looked up and noticed the camera was on him and you could tell that he was like just trying to. Yo, Trey? Process everything, you know, and, and Trey White, that camera fucking shoved in your face like that. It's kind of yeah. I think Trey White didn't hold nothing back at all. Yeah, I think that's yeah, one he, of. Yeah, for sure. I think that's one of the biggest like signs that you knew it was going to be serious is because Trey White. If anybody that knows the Bills or roots for the Bills, Trey White, that dude never not has a smile on his face. He's constantly smiling. He's always you know, like the life of a party kind of dude. So to be seeing him breaking down. That's when I knew, like, oh, shit, this is serious. Yeah, I kind of knew immediately by, like, the demeanor of everybody that something was really fucking wrong. Yeah. You know, you couldn't really tell what exactly, but you could tell it wasn't a normal, like, give the guy some breathing room type of situation. You could tell it was some heavy shit going down. Yo, um, after that happened, uh, T. Higgins, 
Is it T. Higgins? Yeah, yeah T. Higgins. Yeah. yeah, T. Higgins um, was in the hallway with uh, with his mother. His mother like wrapped her around, arms around her. We saw that photo. I didn't see that photo. That's, yeah. that's probably pretty cool. Yeah, but um, yeah, T. Higgins. That's dope of the mom, you know. Yeah, but T. Higgins is taking like he's taking it real hard because. Oh, of course. How, how do you, would you not? How would you feel? You know, you didn't I, mean I, to like it wasn't hurt like, the kid. It, was it wasn't a, malicious. No, it was a I think a, a clean hit. That's the crazy thing too is the fucking the the bad hits never really look that bad. Don't with the hits that really do damage a lot of times don't look that bad. Yeah, it was, but you'll you'll see a brutal hit and fucking they'll jump right back up. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I know, no. <clears throat> um, yeah, um, like when I saw that hit, like as soon as he he, he walked, then he just he just fainted. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you got like the wind knocked out of him at first. Yeah, right. I was telling them. I thought it, at first I thought it looked like it might have been like a concussion, like maybe they hit helmets a little bit. That's what I originally thought. And then when it started to take a little bit longer, I'm like, okay, that's not a concussion. Yo, um, speaking of, um, he like when he was 19 years old, he had a, a fundraiser for 2500 for uh for some t- type of charity where he was at. Yeah, Toys for Christmas or Toy- to- Toys for Tots or yeah, something, something like some that. But that right now, I think, is up to almost $6 million. I could be wrong. Yeah, it, no, it, it was six, $6.3 yeah. million last yeah. time I checked. Yeah, it's that's up there crazy, for sure. Yeah. You got, like, you got like uh, names like Tom Brady. Uh, like, almost every uh, NFL team donated to the charity. Yeah, I think... Yeah, a lot of... Go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Go. I was just going to say, a lot of this, you know, the whole fucking NFL rallied around this dude, man, because they all get... They play the game. They know how how it is, man. They're those guys, and like my dad said, I wish people would think about uh, situations like this when they complain that these guys are so overpaid and, and yeah, yeah. divas and shit. That's They're also, not basketball players. Yeah, that's also. Uh, Ooh, look at me! I spread my finger. That's I got also one of my. Right. That's also one of my favorite things about all of this to come out of all of this. Obviously, we hope Demar pulls out of it. Uh, regardless of if he ever comes back to the football field or not, he played for Buffalo. He'll continue to be. Part of Buffalo family forever for the rest of his life. Absolutely. You know, I might, um, I might like, like, I might save a little bit more money. And he might just want to buy his jersey. Like, I think that might, might be my next jersey. Yeah, he. Um, what was I gonna say? Something about I think you were gonna say like. The oh no! Thing yeah, yeah. It. One of the one of the coolest things that I think has come out of this, uh, with everything going on, is not only the way the NFL world has reacted, but like, almost the entire world. Has come out and they've talked about this. They've, you know, started like even just something small as like Twitter accounts changing their profile pictures to a picture right. of a three for Demar Hamlin. Like it's crazy that like, it's crazy that like, not that like it took something like this for us to come together, but the fact that we are all coming together over something like this just goes to show you that you know at the end of the day, you know, you know. Things when it's serious, you know, we we could count on each other. Hopefully, in the end, right? Yo, I definitely have to give respect to the Dolphins. Like, I can't stand the Dolphins at all. That's our biggest rival. People say it's the Patriots. No, it's the Dolphins. I can't stand the Dolphins. But what the Dolphins did change their uh, change the lightning to the red to, to the red and blue. I gotta give my I gotta take my hat off for that situation. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Another thing I wanted to say too was we're like like. Uh, Cheetah said we were watching the game with my mom, and my mom got really emotional seeing um, when she heard that his mom was in the stadium, you know, and uh, 
just want to give a shout out to her because uh, she probably reminded of her similar situation. It's a story for another day, but just want to give a shout out to you, Mama. We love you. Um, and uh, this kind of links in with the episode we're doing today. With uh, we're redoing the mental health episode because we had some technical difficulties last week. But shit like this makes you realize that life is fragile, and tomorrow is not promised for anybody. We got a we got a short set of time on Earth, yeah. you know. And situations like this make you really realize like what's important, you know. Yeah, definitely. You know, seeing it all unfold definitely gave me like the thought, like, yo, I really want to like, I want to get up and like, I want to hug my family right now, like to be grateful that my family's here with me still. You know what I mean? Because For sure. It, it definitely opens your eyes to. A lot I almost of missed that game. I'm r- really glad I came. Yeah, yo, I think uh, it was. Imp- I think obviously we wish it didn't happen to tomorrow, but the fact that it did happen, I think it was important that we were together when it happened. Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I think it was important that people were together with family and friends when it happened. Yeah. Because I, I think Bill's fans will remember this for yeah, it's a long time going forward. You know. um, his uh, is hard cutting you off. Are you? No, you are. Um, his uncle came and talked to ESPN or whoever he talked to. Yeah, yeah he was giving the updates, right? Yeah, but um, <clears throat> the reason the reason he stayed in Pittsburgh is because his two year old uh, brother. When his brother found out. Like you can't, that kid couldn't hold back. The family couldn't do nothing because he was crying like hysterically because his big brother went down. Yeah, yeah. Well, they said that that Tamar Hamill, when he was growing up, he lost a lot of his friends to like gang violence and stuff. That's why he chose to go to Pittsburgh for college football because he said he wanted to stay close to home, be around his brother, and that's why he originally started like the toy drive and all that because he wanted to give back to the community that raised him to try and help. You know keep less kids from joining gangs and shit so he's yeah, always that's a, been... le- that's a leader right there and uh so yeah i don't think people realize like just how much like this like you know what i mean like i know there's gonna be some people out there like oh you know they're being fucking bitter and they're like oh why are we donating money to this guy but it doesn't matter you got to understand that like the money these people are raising for his charity it's gonna help a lot more than you think right it's gonna go a long way for it's gonna sure. go a huge way and i think that's that is the kind of legacy that, you know, someone like DeMar Hamlin deserves. And Yeah, that's that's the heroes of the community, those guys that transcend uh, their environment and and uh, make something positive out of a negative, Yeah, uh, you know, I upbringing. Hope, I hope some way moving forward, obviously there's a very good chance that he probably won't ever play football again. Um, but I, I hope moving forward... The Bills try to find some way to, like, keep him on the team somehow. You know what I mean? Like, even if it's just, like, as a trainer or something, you know, just keep him around because the kid deserves it. Absolutely. He he can't play football again. I mean, you got to think maybe even, like, retiring that number. Like, doing something big. Yeah, you got to do something. That's a young kid who devoted his life to football and now, you know. Yeah. Uh, Same happened with Barrick Wood when he had that bad neck energy. Yeah, yeah. He was still part of the team. Yeah, he had to retire way too soon, too, yeah. So, so, you know, I mean, even something like that made me, like, letting it be, like, a fucking, you know, like... Players culture yeah, yeah, like, letting him be, like, an interviewer for the team or something, you know what I mean? Just... But, but you know, I just want to... Getting a little ahead of ourselves. We, first, we want him to be okay. Like yeah, you yeah, said. obviously. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he pulls out of it. That's the most we'll important We'll see how it goes. I know, I know the Bills will, will do him yeah. right, you know? But, like Troop said, you know, uh, this week we're going to... Uh, 
go through the mental health again because we had some uh, technical difficulties last week. But before we got into any of that, we knew it was important to address uh, the situation with Demar Hamlin and them because, you know, we're all from Buffalo. We all root for the Bills, so you know it kind of hit close to home for us. Yeah, when when he uh, when he wakes up and sees all the support that uh, he got from not only Buffalo but around the country, it's gonna it's probably gonna stagger him. You yeah. Know? That's another thing his uncle said too outside of the hospital. He said a lot of people don't get they don't get the chance to see how much they're loved when they're still alive. He said so hopefully if he pulls through this, he'll be able to see just how much he means to people and that's gonna, you know, be huge for him. So before we so before we dive into like, you know, the information we got, diving into this stuff, just real quick just one last time I just wanna say, you know, Damar Hamlin, the Hamlin family. Uh, you guys are in our prayers. I'm not. I'm not a huge religious guy, but I've been praying almost every night since this happened. Uh, it's the best I could do, you know. But yo, Demar, uh, I feels like he's part of my family. So you know, I, I've I've been upset a little bit. The first night I couldn't sleep. I was, you know, I kept checking my phone for an update. Yeah, it really made me reevaluate some stuff too. You know, makes you think, dude. Yeah. So. Um. You know what I also give credit to is that dude in the stands. Like, oh, the yeah, sign. the Bengal yeah, fan. Yeah, that was, yeah, that that was, was cool dude, to see, I, too. Like, that was awesome. I'm, I'm, I was scratching my eyes like, wait, he had a sign before he went in the game and how he had a mark? Like, yeah, he must he have must flipped have it around and just jotted it down real quick. Yeah, that's fucking thing. awesome. Yo, yeah. that dude. That was, that was big. Hey, yeah, heavy. Hey, we give him chicken wings. Any Dalton? Yeah, yeah, fuck Andy Dalton. He's invited he to the cookout for sure. All right, not fucking Andy Dalton donated money to the charity, too. So All right, all right. I'll take the Andy Dalton fucking... Get but, that man a table. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yo, uh, Ch- Chup, uh, I'm not going to rant about because I, I sent you guys that that picture. I think it's like, oh, here here's a picture of what's going to happen. But now it's tables turned now because of that situation. I don't remember. I don't know what picture. That just reminded me after something. It was the... Um, oh, that one. It was... Um, after handling the business in Miami, we needed you, and and you came through big time. About Andy Dalton, when oh yeah 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 okay yeah, yeah. I sent that to like the day before the game like yeah now right. it makes it, now that kind of makes sense now yeah yeah but, but uh we'll uh we'll dive into this now talk a little more deeply about uh you know men's mental health I just want to preface it by saying uh. You know, mental health and shit comes in a lot of different forms these days, dude. Uh, you know, you see people struggling with drugs and alcohol. Um, you see people whose uh, mental health goes unchecked, and then they end up checking out. Uh, things are hard, man. After COVID and shit, and it's been a real crazy th- uh, three or four years. Yeah. You know, people really aren't in a good place. Check on your loved ones, you know. Yeah, read through the lines. COVID. Uh, oh, go ahead. You finish. I was just gonna say, don't don't take I'm fine for an answer, man. You yeah. gotta read between the lines sometimes. Yeah. And like we we're saying uh, last time, is like by the time most dudes, most masculine men, if they're asking for help at that point, it's it's pretty bad. You can, yeah. you know. And I mean, if they if they finally get to the point where they're asking for help and they don't get it. Then I mean, after that, it's pretty much too late. Basically, yeah, well, it's like they're brought to their knees at that point. If, yeah, you know. But you know, it definitely. Uh, 
like I said, like I said on the episode last week, um, you know, definitely push the issue with your friends. Don't let them just get away with it. I'm fine. Push the issue. They might not like it at first, but I guarantee you a good chance they're, you know, it'll start to actually open up to you because then they'll realize, oh, they actually do give a shit. They're not just saying it to, you know, just say it. Yeah, man. Check in, check in on your peoples. We, you know, we all get, during the week, everyone's caught up in the hustle and bustle of life and shit, but, you know, humans aren't built to just fucking clock in on a clock every yeah. day and fucking we, we weren't through life. You we know? weren't put here to just pay bills and die. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, just uh, real quick, a stat for you guys. Uh, about six million males are affected by depression in the United States every year, which is way too fucking much. Oh, fuck yeah. Hold on. Uh, nearly 80% of people who die by suicide are males. Are at ri- rare. They're at a rate four uh, times, times higher, higher than females. females, which is crazy, dude. Like, I'd uh, I'd uh, like like when like suicide happens. I'd uh, be like mostly females will off themselves. Really? Yeah. I, I would definitely think it was dudes, but I, just not that much more. Four times more is a lot. Are yeah. You, are, are you saying like every four dudes be one female? That's, yeah. That, that's still a lot of people. That's a lot, dude. Yeah. That's like five people right there at least. For every 25 chicks, there's 100 dudes, dead. Yeah, and they say that compared to females, men males are less likely to seek problems for Do you uh, know what, they're related. Oh, of course, man. Do you know and, what, uh, and we're not, I'm not talking about, um, how do I say this without being offensive? And just like, say it. Like some people, man, you know, they're just, they got a black cloud that follows them around because it's of their own creation. Yeah. We're not talking about. There's those definitely guys, people man. like that. That that we're talking. They, there's people that go out of their way to. Oh, just be in a bad yeah, mood. And shit. Yeah, to oh, make their life. Oh, bad, look at me! Look at I mean? me! Oh, I need help. But you have all the help in the world. Yeah, but it's like help yourself too. You know. Yeah, I mean, you got to help your fucking self. Too. There's a point, like in some situations, where you got to learn to be. You know, you got to learn to pick yourself up. You know what I mean? Yeah, life's tough, man, and yeah. it's it's especially tough for dudes. We're we're providers. We're you know protectors of our family, and a lot of times there there isn't anyone protecting us. Yeah, and there's you know so uh, a lot in my uh, like my from my perspective. Obviously, you know Troop. He's been he's basically married at this point. He's been with the same girl for pretty much ever. Shout uh, out! Uh, Shout Chop, out to you, babe. Chop is uh, <laughs> Chop's been in a relationship for a little bit now. So, like, just coming from, like, my perspective as someone who's, like, single and, like, in the dating world today, there's been a lot of situations where uh, I've met a lot of girls who will immediately lose interest in me because I'm not, I don't, they don't think I could provide for them the kind of life that they think they deserve because they still have it in their mind that it's supposed to just be a man's job. Like, I, I had a girl once, I told her that I worked in a hotel as a housekeeper, and she said... Oh, well, I couldn't date somebody who makes minimum wage. Like, immediately just yeah, shut me and, off uh, because of what my job was. Dude, I'm so, like, I'm so glad I'm not in the dating pool now because it, it really yeah, it's is terrible. fucked up, dude. It's terrible. No, it definitely it, is. Ch- ch- chicks are really, uh, and, you know, not to just dog on females. It's not all females. If you got a good one, 
fucking I mean, lock or chain her up. And I've we'll I've cuff her up. Don't, don't chain get, her up. Don't chain her up in the basement or nothing. Don't fuck. get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I have <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I have hey, met, I get that lotion for you. <laughs> I have met a lot of great ones that were really nice and it just didn't work out for whatever reason. But, but they're the, the exception, right? Yeah, but for the yeah. most part, it's always it's usually a lot of a lot of a lot of entitlement and yeah, it's also me, me, very me. big with like girls when they find out that I can't drive, you know, just from like personal reasons. But uh, that's another big thing that they the women don't seem to like about me that I can't drive. And no, I even had a girl once tell me that she couldn't be with me because she doesn't like to drive as much, so she needs a man who will drive her around. And I just told her, I said, "Well, if that's what you're looking for, I mean, good luck to you, but that's not me." So. Yeah. There's yeah, some, it's about just finding every, everyone's got a fit, man. Yeah, yeah. Just, it, they're a diamond in a rough nowadays. Yeah. Oh, a person that has <laughs> her own house, her own car. Well, then you you got our American cultures all fucked up, dude. You know, uh, chicks. A lot of chicks are just only fansing it up. Fucking very materialistic. They've been sold a dream and watching fucking Disney princess movies their whole life, and they just want that movie fucking... Yeah, basically. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean am I, I wrong? I, I mean, mean, I don't knock the I don't knock the hustle, but I definitely feel like, you know, you know... Oh, absolutely. I not. feel like that being in that kind of life definitely makes you look at men a certain way, you know what I mean? Like, for you sure gotta be make You gotta be up to a certain standard for a girl like that to want to be with you, basically, because... You know, she'll always be like, oh, well, you know, you got to take care of me better than I could take care of myself right now with my OnlyFans money. Right. And uh, we're older now, so a lot of times you're dealing with uh, chicks that have children. Uh, They come with... They they come with a lot of responsibilities to take on for for a young guy in the dating pool, which is fine. You know, everyone's got their baggage, but... Yeah, it's just I'm just saying. What I'm saying is it it uh, makes it harder to just find a a decent single girl nowadays, you know, without baggage or a body count that's fucking through the roof or whatever the case may be. Yeah, I mean it's you know I mean I never when I when I'm first talking to somebody I never you know usually like to judge them off of you know their baggage because obviously I have my own. Uh, Wait, you you judge a girl because she was a Patriots fan. Well, well that's, that's of course. If I get a Patriots fan, <laughs> no, 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 you know, he he doesn't tell. He he's not telling us everything. He's like, yeah, she met every, she met every qualification. She 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 accepted the fact I couldn't drive. She accepted the fact that I live in a trailer, kinda. Sorry, blasting out like that. Oh. I don't know why living in a trailer is a bad thing. No, I'm, I'm just house. because last time you you me. Why like are you that. saying it like it's a bad thing? I was going <laughs> home. What the fuck? But anyway, um, right. where are you living again? Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, whatever, bitch. <laughs> Don't ever diss my trailer again. But anyway, um, let me finish what I was saying. Um, he, she met every perfect uh, qualifications. He, he, she didn't care what kind of situation he was in. But he's like, nope, you're a Patriots fan. Sorry, next. But they, they, they both met everything. But you know, hey, hey, man. Hey, it's, it's, it's whatever. But it's, I told, I told her. I hit her with the. Uh, like I hit her with the. Uh, you know what? Your cat and Tom Brady have, or my cat and Tom Brady have in common. And she said, "What's that?" I said, "They both sit when they pee." <laughs> I said, "So you're a Tom Brady fan? This ain't gonna work." Sorry. But I mean, she was funny about it. Like you know, I mean, we laughed about it and shit. And she was, 
That wasn't really the only reason it didn't work out. It just you know, it kind of just fell at the wayside. Basically, I, I think it was because it was. I think that was part of the main reason because she was a patient. No, not really. I mean, we joked about it and shit, but it was just the conversation kind of just died out. What are you thinking about? I, I mean, I, I definitely I feel for you, bro. But but the good girls are out there. I I, I don't want to be misconstrued. They're they're out there, you know. I mean, don't I don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. I definitely She's out there. A year or so ago, she I was might definitely be listening in a, right now. I mean, maybe <laughs> a year ago or so, I was definitely in a different place than I am now. Like mentally, like in like the state of mind of like you know finding somebody. I definitely worried about it more about a year and a half ago than I do now. Now I've kind of come to the realization that regardless if it happens or not, I just gotta you know I can't let it stop me from living my life. So that's yeah, what I'm yeah. To do these days. And normally when you you make peace with it and shit, that's when uh, something. Yeah, will, I'm just will trying hit to live like right now. Bricks, you, know, you know, I'm. Hey, ladies, you've listened to us. Uh, uh, sliding that DM. Sliding cheetah's DM. Please don't. I have a terrible game. You don't want. You no, know, no, no, no. <laughs> hey, trust me. Hey, chopping choop will help help you ladies out. Oh. Match date time. <laughs> But anyway. Yeah, coming from the guy who once used yo, we should do who it. Who once Dude, used Nelly, the song Nelly, just a dream as a tried to use it as a pickup line for a girl. Yo, I didn't say back Nelly, one. bro. Yo, I yeah, this is back when people had signatures on their phones. Ah, uh, no. was just a dream, and the girl said somebody said, "Being with you would be just a dream, baby." Hey, hey, that works. The worst part is it worked somehow. That's the worst <laughs> I don't know how it worked, but it worked. Hey, but um, if it works, it works, man. Hey, we should definitely put an ad out for a Cheetah. Oh hey, yo, do a, do we do, do a that. blind date episode where he sits behind like a fucking sheet and we have him talk to the girls? And he... Well, hello, ladies. <laughs> this is yeah. Chop and Choop. Or we just get them in a line, and you just like uh, you ever seen those uh, KSI videos where they just yeah. put the chicks in the line and just yeah, dude, dude that's I'm, an episode, bro. I'm down, man. I already got a, I already, I already came up with a dating show in my head years ago called Trailer Park of Love. <laughs> yes, perfect, let's go. Nice. Put them through all the tests of owning a trailer. What do you do when the pipes freeze? What do you do when the furnace <laughs> dies? You got to know this stuff, man. Come on. Well, why is there antifreeze next to the toilet? You got to know this stuff. Come on. What happens if your neighbor's meth lab blows up? Ah, you got to <laughs> think of everything, man. What happens if your neighbor's a commie? You got to know. You got to be prepared. <laughs> oh. You broke the fourth wall, bro. It's big. It's big in the trailer park, <laughs> world, man. You're not ready for it. She gets wild, man. But I fucking, dude, I actually, I fucking love trailer parks, man. Me too, dude. I grew up in Cuba Village, bro. Yeah, we grew up in Youngstown. I like the best trailer that park. That too, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fucking. That place was awesome, Born and bred trailer park yeah, trash, yeah. bro. Man. Yo, uh, Cheetah was the uh, was the fucking victim for you and uh, Joshy Boy. You wanna like, hey, I want to fight today? <laughs> yeah, right. We just use them as bait, but we always protected them. That's true. I never did get beat up once. So if you, if you, if you did get beat up, you just probably were some little boy named Tommy or something. Just whoop nah. your ass. <laughs> the but. twins, and I just come over and throw them like five fucking feet. Yo, um, speaking of the for real, um. Alaska is one of the highest states of suicide. Yeah, I bet the temperature and not having a lot to do. I know there's a lot of alcoholism up, up there. Well, there's also the fact that, like, their sun sets for, like, fucking six months. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I think their sun's just going to finally rise again this month. 
after could not you, dude, could you like imagine that shit, dude? Mm. Uh, yeah, just straight I'll, darkness, I'll dude. Yeah, I couldn't do it. Man. But um, our buffaloes are eight. I'm sure that has a huge thing to do with it. Cause yo, you get season. You you could like yeah. in the winters out here. By the end of the winter, you're fucking beat, dude. You're ready for you're praying for summer, dog. Yeah, they, they uh, when I when I was looking into it before, they said a lot. Of, another big thing that could affect it is like vitamin D deficiency. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like yeah. Not, I was thinking about that's that why a lot of day. people that move to Florida they're genuinely happier because they're in the sun so much. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, you're fucking. It's like paradise down there, yeah, man. Basically, compared to this place. Except in August, when we went down there for a week in August. Oh, oh my God. God the smartest move, man. You just walk out the fucking hotel room and so like just getting hit by, with like a wet towel. Dude, the worst part is like we were, we were so excited that it was going to rain. And when it rained, somehow the raindrops were hot. Yo, do you remember? No, it was fucking, the rain was freezing cold, dude. Do you remember? Yeah, and then it got fucking blazing. Dude, these fucking... These rainstorms will come out off the fucking ocean, dude, and it would just fucking torrential downpour for like five minutes. Fucking huge raindrops, and then everyone would run inside like fucking roaches. And the AC was so fucking high from what? Because like ten minutes yeah. ago it was fucking ninety-seven degrees. Yep. So now you're like huddling in this store, and the AC's cranking. You're fucking freezing now because you got ice cold fucking ocean water yeah, it on you. Terrible man. Fun as hell, but terrible for sure. Remember we seen that cricket? Did you see that cricket? Oh, yeah, big-ass fucking one, dude. Dude, it's fucking Jimmy Cricket, bro. (laughs) Yo, real quick, a really off-topic but really funny story about the hotel we stayed in. The one time we'd come back from the park, we came back a little early, me, Scotty, or me, Choop, and Rachel, his girlfriend. We came back early to, like, hang out at the hotel, and we met this dude. You remember that dude we met from Boston? Yes. Yeah, I remember, and then we were like, we were sitting there chilling. We we're like, why is the pool closed? And he's like, oh, some little kid took a shit. <laughs> you see a fucking old baby root fire floating by. It was fucking hilarious. Dude, they sprayed this shit around the islands of grass to keep the snakes away, and all the insects would come out of the fucking woodwork and like huff this shit, and they'd get all high, and they'd be like stumble walking away from it and shit. It's wild. It's fucking crazy. Wild. But uh, oh yeah. shit, I was wrong about the uh, highest suicide rate. Where is it? Wyoming. Wyoming, huh? huh I wouldn't have guessed that. No, don't forget, Wyoming only has a population of under a million people or so. That's honestly kind of surprising, though, because don't they have, like, horses and shit out there? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, dude. If I lived on, like, a ranch or something, like I, feel suicidal? Like I'd be, I feel like I'd be pretty happy. Don't worry. We got horses. Hey, man. <laughs> Fucking riding a horse. You ever seen how happy the guys on Yellowstone are, man? They're happy as fuck, so... <laughs> Ranch has got to be fun, I would assume. Unless you're a worker there, then probably not, but... True. Oh, shit. The, uh... This was the 2016 stat. Uh... 34,727 males uh, committed suicide. Females is 10,238... Uh... Thousand. Holy hell. Or supposedly. Or... But the uh, ratio was 3.4. 3.4? That's crazy. It's pretty much four times. That's crazy. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about what made you uh, want to revisit the topic again? Um, it's, it's because um, as soon as I told us about, uh, like, as soon as our episode went through, it was like, okay, we need we need to do something. And it's about these celebra- these male celebrities are, are committing suicide again. Not again, but yeah, yeah it's a ri- lot of them. It's constantly happening. Originally, last week when we when he originally came to us with the idea of doing it, is because we had just 
uh, heard about Twitch, uh, the dancer, and you know, like the DJ from the Ellen Show. So you know, I mean, in that, yeah, just off top of the head, I mean, you you got a lump drug addiction in there with it because it's part, it's a mental mental health thing. Is it's also Mental Health Month, January, yeah. right? So, the so yeah. fitting fitting to come, start the new year with this. Uh, the holidays are also tough tough for people. Not everyone has family and and shit like we're blessed to have. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, just off top, man, you got uh, Mac Miller, Juice World, uh, Chris Cornell, uh, Chester Bennington. Um, uh, you got guys like else? Robin uh, Williams was a big one. Avicii. No, Robin Williams was a huge one. Yeah, that Robin Williams. People a lot. Uh, Jason David Franks. Yep. The um, Ranger, even yeah. even uh, the shit with Kanye West. Uh, yeah, he's definitely a product of bad mental health. For yeah, sure. ever since his mom died. Yeah, he's he hasn't been right since, and yeah, he hasn't I, gotten the help he needs. I actually heard that theory uh, that his mom kind of grounded him and kept them together. And you yeah. know, but, I mean, a lot of people could do that. You know, a lot of people sometimes they'll like link very closely to someone, and that someone will, like keep them. You know, will basically like keep them around, basically. And from which, uh, my, go ahead. I was gonna say which. Really isn't always the best thing to do, you know. It's it's nice to like do that to like get you started on your own mental health journey, but eventually you got to get to the point where you got to be that for yourself because right. people aren't always going to be around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like and, like oh, my, real bad. Just real quick. Yeah. Uh, from my my person, like from my perspective, uh, a couple years ago when I uh, when I made a decision to stop drinking because I you know I thought that I'd started to lose control a bit a little bit of it and that I was using it as kind of like a crutch to get through life and not deal with the stuff that I was supposed to be dealing with. I uh at the time I'd met a girl who I'd been friends with for a while. We had already been friends for a couple of years. And you know, when I was starting to, you know, get sober and try to get my shit together and try to become, you know, better about my mental health, we decided, you know, hey, well, you know, we both liked each other for a while. Let's let's give things a shot, you know, let's try it out. So we tried for a little bit, a couple weeks, and then because of some stuff in her life, she ended up not being able to, you know, move forward, and we decided to just, you know, part ways. We thought it was better. And then she left, and I kind of spiraled out of control again for a while because I had went from using alcohol as my crutch to get through it to start using her as my crutch. And when she had left, I still wasn't strong enough to do it on my own, so I kind of spiraled again and got a little pretty bad for a while again. Uh, which, you know, Troop, Troop and Chop can both attest to because, you know, there was a couple times I reached out to both and when I wasn't, you know, feeling the best. But Absolutely, and you hit it very well, which yeah. a lot of addicts tend to do. Or, well, people were going through struggles, I should say. Yeah, yeah. I mean... And it's, inter- it's interesting that you said about the, uh, switching crutches because a lot... That's why they tell you not to get into relationships right away when yeah. you're struggling with uh drugs and alcohol because he it's almost like replacing one addiction for another and codependency is a real thing you yeah, know yeah yeah so I mean, you got to put yourself first is, yeah uh, it was definitely tough and i mean thankfully i could you know happily say that now i'm in a lot better place now where now if i'm having days where i can't do it myself you know i'll reach out to my mom or i'll you know i'll reach out to somebody Hell, you know, I'll even just like, you know, just shoot troop text, you know, just talk, just 
Because sometimes it's just nice to just talk to people, you know what I mean? And just kind of remind myself that, you know, there's people here that give a shit about me. That's I, I'm at the point now where that's enough for me. Not everybody is there. There's a lot of people that need more than that, which is okay. But for the most part, I'm to the point now where I just, sometimes I kind of just need to be reminded that, you know, I'm not a burden, basically, and that I'm not, you know, that I, I, I'm here for a reason, you know what I mean? That people want me here, basically. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, like you said, it goes both ways. Not only check on people, but if you're struggling, you got to talk to people and reach out to people, man. You got to use what's available to you. Um, a lot of times people are masking emotions and shit deep down with uh, drugs and using it as a security blanket. And uh, once that security blanket's gone, you got to find other outlets to to get uh, nourishment. Yeah, know? and it, it definitely uh, it definitely took me a while to get to a point like this. And I mean, I'll admit to you guys, the first time I had ever reached out to anybody, it was the scariest thing I've ever done. But... You know, looking back now, it's the probably the best decision I've ever made in my life. And another big thing that helped me is the first time we did mental health on this pod. Uh, very early on in our early days when I'd first. And that was when I'd come to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put everything out there. I'm just going to say everything that I'm feeling. I'm, You know, I'm just going to let it be. And putting it on here was probably the greatest thing. Another great decision. Because that people started reaching out to me like, yo, I never knew you were struggling. You know, let me be here for you. You know, it got me and my mom to actually have like a real conversation about it, which was amazing. And she's been a huge help now since, you know, same with Troop. He's been huge through it all. He's been, you know, a great, you know, he's been, he's definitely helped me through it all and helped me get to, you know, the place where I'm at now where now I could tell people like, you know, when I'm feeling happy, I'm actually feeling happy. I'm not just saying that. Like, I'm actually in a good mood, you know what I mean? Which is nice. It's definitely a change of pace, and I, you know, I pray that everybody can make it, uh, you know, this side because it, I'm, it. I know people don't like to hear this because they don't think it's true, but I'm telling you, it gets better. You just got to get there. You know, it 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 gets better. Yo, yeah, well, um, if you guys want to listen to episodes, episode thirty nine on our, yeah, definitely check that out. Yeah, it's a good one. I mean, I that one I go a little bit deeper into my. My own personal struggle. I'm not going to do it again here because I've already done it. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, definitely check that one out if, you know, you're, you are ever feeling like, you know, you want to reach out. I mean, obvious, if you listen to this pod, even if I don't know you, if you'd feel more comfortable reaching out to me, somebody who's gone through it, reach out to me, man. You know, I'll help you the best I can. I don't have all the answers, but, you know, I'll do my best. Even if you just want to, like, you know, just tell somebody, like, hey, I'm feeling, you know. I haven't been feeling too great today. I'm feeling like, you know, I might want to I might want to take my life or something. You know, reach out to me, and I'll just I'll be there for you. Absolutely. Just keep, yes. just take it one day at a time. We'll just get through it the best we can. That's all we can do. Uh, Same goes for all of us. You know, all of our uh, inboxes are open, you know. And uh, also, episode 16, check out your homies. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Boom. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just going through the list. I'm looking at some of these names like, holy fuck. <laughs> like, how the fuck can we save? <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, I mean... That was just me basically trying to connect with you guys on somebody who's been through it, you know, my personal struggles. Because I know there's a lot of people that have gone through it and they don't really like to talk about it anymore just because, you know, it's something they kind of want to put behind them, which is fine. You know, everybody's got, you know, their own ways of dealing with it. And some people, it's, you know, better for them to just not talk about it anymore, which is, it's fine. You know, it's no big deal. But for me, 
one of the big things that I decided when I started getting better at this is one of the things I said to myself is I want to now use my struggle to try and help more people. You know what I mean? I want to help. I want to, I want to basically, I want to turn around and help the next person up behind me. You know what I mean? Which is what it, which is what it should be all about in this world. You know, at the end of the day, all we have is each other and we got to be, if we're not there for each other nobody's going to be there for us. Absolutely. Um, as a per, I've struggled for over 10 years with drugs and alcohol and partying and just fucking being wild, dude. I mean, these guys will tell you, like me at 20, 23, 24 years old, I'm 34 now, so just like 10 years ago, my life was fucking wild, man. You wouldn't even recognize uh, the person I used to be. Um but I want to tell people that it's never too late, man, you know, um, and you're cheating yourself out of a life that, uh, you're cheating yourself out of getting the full experience of life because, you know, when you're doing drugs, you're hiding away from people. You're not around your family because guilt or whatever the case may be, you know, uh, you're prolonging the inevitable, dude, because you, you're going to die on drugs nowadays. It's like, oh, yeah, for you, sure. It's, you're going to die or you're going to be in jail. or It's just all bad, bro. Yeah, these days it's almost guaranteed that if you do it at some point, it's probably going to kill you. Um, and then you get sober and then you realize, like, how much time you wasted. Like, those are years, years you'll never get back. So stop wasting your time on this earth being... Uh, lesser human than you were meant to be, you know? Yeah, and just, like, real quick, just, like, obviously we won't dive, you know, too deep into it because it's, you know, none of our business, but as someone who's gone through it, like, from your perspective, do you think, do you think, like, do you think, like, immediately after you got, like, clean, do you think that, like, you immediately started to realize, you know I mean, you started to feel the effects of it? Of like, you know, you know. Uh, and well, at first, immediately, once you stop, it's terrible. Yeah. Um, I, I it's very imagine. hard. And that's why people don't make it out. But once you, once you get over that hump, it's like you're hitting little milestones. Yeah. On the way back up. You know what I mean? And then you get in the routine and then you start becoming addicted to the routine. And, uh. One thing for me was uh, work. You know, I got really into my work and wanted to make money because I got sober and then I'm like, man, I wasted so much time. I should, you start feeling guilty and then you want to work harder to make up for the lost time that uh, you spent fucking around. So, yeah. I think, uh, like, from my point of view, as somebody who, like, watched you from, like, then to now, because obviously we're brothers, so, you know, we basically grew up together. I think the the like the way you are today is probably the best you've been in years, which I think. Yeah, is, I know, think so too. And it took a, a long. It was it was very hard to get out, man. It really was, you know. Yeah, but I think it's also like a testament to like how strong you really are at the end of the day. You know. Yeah, I mean? thank you. I appreciate which that. Which I know you didn't always feel at the time, but I think anybody who knows you from then to now. It's like a testament to you know how much you worked your ass off because you're in a lot better place now and. You know, I feel like our, 
I feel like the relationship me and you have is a lot but it's now it's like back to how it used to be you know what I mean which is great because you know now we're back to like fucking around with each other you know what I mean we joke and shit for sure which is awesome and I that's that was one of the big reasons why I wanted to bring you on like why I said something to chat about like you know we should bring we should bring Troop on to the pod you know we should bring him in because you know I knew that you'd be you know you'd be a great fit here and it's yeah, I appreciate been, that man it's been Definitely been one hell of a ride since, so. For sure. And uh, I want to say, dude, I've seen some shit, man, out there. And uh, a lot of people have, you know. A lot of people don't fucking make it out, dude. Uh, You got to do it. You got to make the jump, dude. Uh, You owe it to yourself. And uh, you owe it to your family and the people around you, dude. Yeah, and also... Just real quick back to, like, what we said at the beginning about Tamar's uncle, how he was saying that, you know, a lot of people don't get to see how loved they are while they're still here. Make sure you do that, too, man. Tell the people around you, even if they've heard it a thousand times, tell them that they're fucking loved, man. Tell them how much you love them. Because I guarantee you, you never know. You could pick a day to tell them that, and that could be the day where they're about to go home and just end it. You know what I mean? And then you just stopped them. You know what I mean? Like, don't give me that, oh, we're we're men, we don't say that shit. I say I love you to everybody. I don't give a damn. I tell my dad I love him. Tell my brother I love him. I even tell fucking Chop I love him. And dude drives me nuts twenty four seven. Hell yeah! Dude. I don't give a shit. Tomorrow isn't promised, man. We got to start telling each other Real. that we give a shit about each other because at the end of the day, that could be the thing that saves us. That's very true. I don't plan what happens tomorrow. I got like a set schedule I go by, right. but I don't plan. Because when I'm off, I don't plan what I'm doing usually. Yeah, but I mean, if there, was, here, yeah. if there was, if there was like for the moment, you know, if there was like a poster child though for like you know just going out and just living, and you know, what I mean, and not letting things slow you down, and just living your life, I feel like you'd definitely be like on the list of people doing that. <laughs> you're, you're always doing something. You know he what is, I mean? for sure, which isn't yeah. a bad thing. I mean, you know, it's great that you you're out there doing it. it. You love to see it. Yeah, man, and you, you know, yeah, <clears throat> that's what life's about, dude. It's not. It's. People get caught up in uh, just working a nine to five and being stuck. You, you know, people got responsibilities, especially dudes. You know, you get caught in a in a loop, right? Because you got bills and responsibilities to pay, so you're stuck in a job that you may not like. And that's how people get trapped and start having miserable. Don't be scared to do something new, man. Yeah. Just a couple years ago, I just I went on the road. On a whim, dude. I could just got a solar job. Next thing you know, I'm fucking traveling all over fucking New England and shit. Life can change like that just by stepping out of your comfort zone. If you don't like your fucking job, man the fuck up and get out of there, dude. You got one life to live here. Mm-hmm. What the yeah. fuck are you going to do with it? Exactly. Yo, um, speaking of this, uh, this next moment is uh, when I took uh, Choop to all, all That Remains. Man, this kid, man, he was so hyped up. Like he was like back in his old days, going into the pit. And of course, I'm over here. He bought a shirt, dude. That shit was <laughs> lit, bro. But anyway, um, cause, cause when I go to concert like that, you, you like whatever you, whatever problems you have at the door, your mental problems. Fucking I, check it at the door, right? You check yeah. it at the fucking cold check, yeah. or you check it at one hundred Stone Cold Steve Austin said so. Oh no, I was on Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin men's earlier. <laughs> what? What? Um. You just check your shit at the door. You go to the concert. Fucking a good old because if because because he was in the pit. If you fell, you get all these homies just help you up. Yeah, because that's the general rule. Help help your homies out. 
Yeah, yeah that was a great fucking night. I appreciate you for taking me out on that. Yeah, that was yeah. when I was go- starting to struggle again and starting to go through stuff. I had a great time and I know with you, man. Tell the shirt story though. <laughs> Yo, he bought the shirt. <laughs> like, he he should have given it to me because I don't like going to the pit because I'm a big guy. I should be a pit guy. But ever since I got fucking jacked up in seven dust. But um, he bought a shirt. A seven jersey. He lost it. Dude, I fucking, I'm in the pit, right? I'm fucking tearing shit up and think I'm fucking, uh, I'm fucking Donkey Kong and motherfuckers left and right, bro. <laughs> dude, I turn a wall, I turn to the right of me. There's a fucking human wall. This dude is like four <laughs> feet wide, five foot tall, just fucking human wrecking ball coming at me at full fucking speed. I'm like, oh shit. Dude, Chuck me like eight fucking feet, bro. <laughs> I get up, I'm like, yo, where the fuck is that shirt? I was just whipping around like a madman. Nowhere yo, to be found. Yo, That's we were, fucking funny. Yo, I forgot who, who was with that band. I, I think um, Miss May I. Miss Mayo's with that show too. Miss Mayo is fucking killer. I like Dude, that. Uh, if Miss Mayo's come back to Buffalo, we should all go. Yeah, especially you, che- especially no, no. you, Cheetah. No, no, no. Yo, dude, I'm not you have, big on concerts. Dude, you have a great time. I don't, I don't bro. like concerts. concerts no, uh, oh, you know what I want to do? Yo, we should go to a festival. Are we talking about white chicks with hippie dress? No, no, not dude, that like kind of festival. Du- like a dubstep festival or oh, something, shit. bro? Dude, with, all the, with all the wooks and the fucking... Bro, if we went to one where there was Candy white chicks with shit, dreadlocks, shuffling, dude, bro. I'd be making out one all weekend, dude. That's dude. my dream. Oh, man, it'd be fucking Yo, um, crazy. Get a couple tents, dude, and just fucking dream, dude. camp yeah, out in some quarry somewhere. Yo, this, the reason I mentioned that music, the, the, the concert review, because at that moment, we just had a fun time. We didn't. I didn't. I didn't worry about what was going on. Yeah, you forget about life for a second because you're. But then you, know? you got to worry about the like fucking a cannonball trying to wreck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not huge on concerts just because I don't really. I don't know. It. I think it has something to like do with my ADHD. I don't really like the you know. Just you be, telling me when we went to fucking Little Wayne. I was just gonna say that when we went to Darien Lake and when we went there, I. That was probably one of the best nights I've had ever. Uh, yeah, I had the time of my life. Yeah, it was dude. Awesome. It's fucking it was a great night. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, Cheetah, or Chop, sorry. <clears throat> Too many C's, dude. I'm like, yeah. Cheetah, Chop, Chop, like going through the list it's in my little, head. It gets a little confusing <laughs> <laughs> you at first, Chop and Cheetah was just easy. Now we got to remember Chop. If, right. if, and like Choop is like a kind of like a mix of the two, so it confuses you. Right. Halfway bit. halfway through, we'll just do a big rebrand and all get names, <laughs> like like everybody else always does. So okay. fuck, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, that um, to me, man, fucking music, uh, has a way of taking you out of life for a little bit, man. There's something oh, yeah. that music 100%. does to you that uh, can make you real fucking. Emotional and ha- or happy or sad, it's like music. Fucking kind of has this weird drug. It's like a drug. It's thing. a weird drug, yeah, for sure. You know, you get that dopamine hit for sure. Yeah, when I uh, every morning when I'm getting ready for work before I leave, I'll sit down and I watch a couple YouTube videos, and like the music I listen to on there, like it, it tells me how what my mood's gonna be for the day at work. You Bro, know? I'm I'm so addicted to those fucking goal cast videos. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like the inspiring stories. Oh, yeah, yeah, I watch a couple of those too. Those are really cool. Oh, I love those fucking things. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, we said this a little bit. We dived in this a little bit last week too, where, you know, uh, a lot of my playlists, you know, my playlists go all over the place. They go from like sad songs to like happy to like fucking Taylor Swift to okay. Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, same. You know what I mean? Because it's just like 
every genre of music and like every song hits me a different way. You know what I mean? Like every song makes me feel something differently. But like I obviously I have like my go to songs where like if I need to pick me up, I'm gonna listen to the song and it's gonna get me in like a better mood. Like a lot of people laugh at me, but there's this song, Make Your Own Kind of Music by Mama Cass. And the <laughs> song gets me so fucking hyped. I dude, every time I listen to it, I get the biggest smile on my face. I get in such a hey, great man. mood. I, I think everyone's got a couple. And of those, nobody you know? understands. They're always like, Why do you like this song? I'm like, I don't know. It just it just makes me feel good, dude. You know, it just Shh. it just gets me hyped. I don't I can't extra- I can't Shit. explain it. Oh, Whitney Houston, you hype too. You're right, Whitney Houston. Yo, if I'm at a wedding and somebody puts on, I want to dance with somebody. You better watch out, man. Dude, that's a banger, bro. Because I'm going, I'm getting out there. The fuck? That's my favorite song ever. Bro. <laughs> that shit pissed me off at uh, our cousin's wedding, dude. Remember, no one's really dancing and shit. Yeah, really. We had to go out there they and fucking liven it up a, a little great bit. Speech ready. Are you, are you talking about your cousin Josh's wedding? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Little fishy, Josh. Yeah, little fishy. Fuck the little fishy. <laughs> To this day, there's still no idea why you don't like that. Yo, it's it's because they're cousins from opposite sides of the probably. family, so they got like this sibling rivalry. Uh, it's probably because when we were younger, we spent more time with Josh than we did with them. Yo, just so imagine, he probably hated him. Remember for when it. our dog Moose bit you on the ass, dude? That was yeah, Moose. Dude. That's <laughs> one of my fondest <laughs> memories ever, dude. Yo, yeah, remember, remember at the fireworks when you went to go pee in the woods, dude? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we won't put you on. Bonus. All right, uh, how about how about how about the time when we started like like when we uh, oh boy, wrestling? here comes the childhood stories. Go ahead. Uh, remember the time we were wrestling? At first, it started off. It's like, all right, let's have a first blood match. I don't know how this preferred blood match was going to really end. <laughs> we started in my uh, started in my back room. He's talking about a wrestling match me and him had. At uh, my uncle's house. No, no, it finished at your uncle's house. Uh, start, start. Oh yeah, start. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I keep trying to steal the story from you. Yeah, uh, it started. It started in the back room. This is before we converted to rooms and stuff. Yeah, back room of his grandma's house. Yeah, um, we just took like turkey uh, pans and we just fucking tried to beat each other asses with it. <laughs> it is like all right. The rule is use no knives or nothing sharp. Okay, we get we get in the house somewhere. I don't know how we got in the house. I ran my toe into the fucking vacuum cleaner. And uh, he, he bled it. He lost, man. No, I was like, Raining champ, hardcore champ to no, this day, I, bro. I, you know, I was like, this yeah. is a fucking bullshit. I was like, <laughs> dude, we almost got a real fight because of that shit. <laughs> like, quite literally. But, um, Good times. Anyway, um, if yeah, I didn't mention the number today. I think the number's a lot easier. The suicide, uh, the help, help is available number. Yeah. It's 988. Boom. Three numbers, man. Yo, yo. Thank God they came with that number because... Who who got time to put one eight hundred suicide yeah, help me or something or right. help me? Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Uh, it's scary out there, dude. I. Uh. One thing I will say is that uh, meetings help people, man. Uh, you know. I fucking I got court ordered to go to meetings like fucking. I've done the fucking meeting program like three times against my will. Um, it wasn't, you know, I always kind of hated them. Then eventually, you know, it's just like, you gotta, you gotta do it. You fuck, might as well make the best of it, man. And you know what? The last time I went in there with a positive attitude, I got a real good counselor. And, um, it really helped me out, dude. Cause you, you could, you hear a lot of bullshit in the fucking meetings. You got fucking Joe the crackhead over here fucking drooling on himself. Fucking Zanny chicks like passed out over there. A lot of people don't want to be there, but the people that are serious about their fucking sobriety and shit, uh, everyone's got a common fucking goal there. Mm. So there's 
you'll you'll catch little gems. That's what I used to tell mom. Like, I go catch these gems real quick, because every once in a while, through all the bullshit, you would cut. You would uh, hear something that you could apply to your own life, and uh, that made it worth it. You know, so don't be scared, man. And uh, you can do it, and yeah. you owe it to yourself to do it. Um, even if you're struggling with mental health, you gotta you gotta talk to your doctors. You gotta do something man you can't live in misery this life isn't made to be lived in misery dude yeah and you know people out there that are struggling especially men you know we're we aren't put here to be another sad statistic all right we're it's up to us to break this stigma so that generations for years to come won't have to struggle the way we did like let's stop let's you know let's work together to end this stigma so that you know these kids growing up now understand that it's okay to open up and it's okay to be, you know, it's okay to talk about shit. Obviously, don't get it to the point where they're like, you know, they're, you know, like super emotional about everything and they're offended about everything. <laughs> Obviously, we don't want that, but. Yeah, no, but yeah, teach your kids to be vocal and not yeah. not uh, choke everything down and just because you end up being a fucking time bomb, dude. You see these school shooters and shit. Exactly. And it's just that that is what that is a big thing that happens a lot with like uh, a lot of serial killers too. A lot of them, you know, a lot of them. It's just from years of just like holding on to shit, and eventually it just blows up, and they they can't control it anymore. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, and even me, I, like I was, I was a very angry kid growing up, dude, and I would never talk about it, and all that pent up uh, aggression and shit would just. Um, I'd it just bottle up and then I'd you know get all drunk and it shit would just explode out of me in the worst ways you know and that I think that happens to a lot of people. Yeah, I think uh, I think also another big thing that you can do for yourself is like you know go and hang out with like friends, hang out with your family, and just like make those small little stupid memories because. In those times when you're struggling, you think about that stuff, man, it's going to mean more than you know. Yeah, it may be the difference between you. Yeah, because, like, a lot of the times when I was struggling, like, a couple of things that I would thought about a lot, like, one of the things between me and you that I really, you know, I really used to enjoy is when you were going to meetings, when you'd come to mom and dad's after, and me and you would play, like, Resident Evil Biohazard for a couple hours before you went home. I used to look so forward to that. I used to get so hyped, dude. Yeah, and that was um, after a time of, like... I mean, we've always been very close growing up, yeah. all of us, all three of us, actually. Um, but, you know, I was so lost in, I was so lost and out there in the streets and shit that I, we started not having a relationship for a few years there. Yeah. Which was definitely tough, you know, on everybody. You, you know, it was, it was weird when I first came back. I don't know what, what happened. We, we were shooting escape videos, you were jumping over us and... And for like a four or five year period, it just, you were just not with us. As just much. gone, yeah. Not seeing the family and shit. I was just a wayward fucking. I mean, you know what happened? I mean, you got lost for a little bit, with, but the important part is that, you know, you made it. Yeah, made it really I, back. I came back, yeah. You, right. you, 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 you came pe- back to? You came back to Chopper Cheetah and you didn't get a loser. And you came, <laughs> not only did you come back, but you came back. With, you know, what, like, now you're at the point now where, like, if you, like, someone like you wanted to, you know, use your story as a way to help other people, you could because you've been through it, you know what I mean? Like, now you, 
you've been through like the trenches basically. So now you, that's why, like, you know, when we tell people that they could reach out to us, it's not just because we want to help. It's because we've been there. So we have like the experience of what they're going through. So we, we connect better than some people. Um, I have a good friend of mine. Uh, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say a shout out to my boy, Dave. Um, he killed himself, man, and he had a family. He had two two young kids, uh, and no one seen it coming, dude. It was just there one day, gone the next, and he went out in a real brutal, terrible way, dude. So, you know, we've all <clears throat> we've all seen this shit. We grew up around it, you know. We we ain't just some some suburban kids. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, but what I'm saying is that we've been through this shit, so we want to we want to uh, encourage people to come talk to us because we can help you through this shit because we've been through it ourselves. Our family has been through it. Yeah, and the, the I think uh, the saddest part about it for us, at least for like the three of us, is like if you think about it, the three, all three of us have lost someone close to us from suicide. Uh, so you know, I mean, so uh, we've been me, there, so we know. For me, you know, it was I, twice. Well, yeah, I, uh, this kid that, when I worked at Legends, this kid that I was super close with, my buddy Chris, we were, like, the best of friends at Legends, man, and, you know, when we quit, when I quit Legends, we kind of grew apart for a while, and we didn't talk for a couple years, and then his fiance at the time ended up messaging me and saying, hey, I found Chris in the basement, he killed himself. I remember that. And I immediately, it it crushed me, dude, I couldn't believe it, you know what I mean? He was the happiest guy in the world, and he just, uh, you know... I blamed myself for a long time after that because I didn't reach out and I let life get in the way. And that's why, you know, I've made it. I probably should have done it years ago, but now I've made it my personal mission this year to start reaching out to people that I haven't talked to in a while and just letting them know, like, hey, you know, I still give a fuck about you. Hey, I still give a fuck about you. You know, regardless of, like, how my actions might have made it seem, I give a shit about you and I want you to know that I'm here for you no matter what. You know, I reached out to a couple of people already and I'm just like, I reached out to a girl that I haven't talked to since, like, 87th, and I'm just like, hey, I just want you to know I've been seeing, like, the progress you've been making in life, and I'm so fucking proud of you. Like, you know, we're a bunch of badass little kids on that street, and I'm so proud of, like, the person you are today. Uh, and, I mean, it was huge, because then she was like, you know, she's like, I've missed you so much, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, we, I was like, I told her, I was like, you know, I was like, all of us, we were so connected back then on that street, and, you know, and we left, and we just, for sure, we all kind of just parted ways, and we stopped checking in on each other you know and we lost that's the reason why a lot of we you know we lost a lot of people from back then which hey, hey, uh, should have brought oh hold on just we lost a lot of people from back then which should have brought us together but instead we let it push us farther away from each other which you know wasn't and uh without going too too deep into it also uh one of your good friends uh was like a little brother to me um we seen him uh, dabble in some drugs and because of one night of doing drugs changed his whole life forever yeah so the shit that you got the shit that's out there man it's fucking poison dude it is not good and these pills you can't even trust the pills nowadays because people press the pills there's fentanyl and everything it's just sad dude You, it's not a way to live dude it's really not you're tearing yourself up you're tearing your family up it's just tr- destruction all around you. So, what do you want to be? Do you what do you want to bring to the world? Do you want to be a constant ball of chaos and destruction and 
leave leave a ball of destruction in your wake, or do you want to be the story that maybe changes someone else's life someday, yeah. or that and, beacon of light in a world that can get pretty dark sometimes? Yeah, and real quick before you know, I had it off the chop. I know he's got something he wants to say, but I also just wanted to say, like you know, everybody that leaves this earth is going to leave behind some kind of legacy, but don't let it, you know, don't let yourself become people like Chris Farley, who you got this great legacy behind you, but the world never got to see, you know, all of you because the you, ending you, of the story. Yeah, don't let your legacy end too fast, too early. You know, be I mean? tarnished. You yeah, know? I mean, he was only thirty three when he died. You know, that's he close to all of us because we're all around that age now, and you know, that's rough. That's. Way too young for a life to have ended. And that was that was 30 years ago. Nowadays, it's different, man. Yeah, Drugs ain't the same. It's not. You just can't. Every time you you get high, you're risking your life, man. That's just the sad truth about it, bro. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll pass off the chop. I know he's eager to say something over there. Yeah, speaking of uh, men's health awareness, whatnot, uh, my cousin, my, my only first cousin, he was already on the path of darkness when he came up here. Yeah. Like, he was already facing his demons. and Yeah, which sucks, too, because, like, I, I grew I grew super close to him. He was only up here, like, what, they were only up here, like, a week or two, right? A couple of weeks. Yeah, and I, I grew super close to him in the time he was up here. And then when Chop called me and told me what happened, I, I was devastated, man. I couldn't believe it, you know like, me and him had already made so many plans of shit we were going to do together. 19 years old. He was about to come back in 19. We, yeah, we told him he came back in 19. We'd take him to Canada, take him to his first strip club. Yeah, it's tragic, I haven't been. Man. I haven't been back to Canada since. I think part of me subconsciously just can't do it now because, you know, it just doesn't feel right, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to chime in real quick about it. But go ahead. Yeah, um, like, it was already a little too late. I don't know if it was... Yeah, it was just suicide. I'm gonna leave it there because I don't want to get, I don't wanna get people involved in trouble. But yeah, he 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 already checked out and shot himself. That's rough, man. You know, um, I, I got the phone call or something from a ma. Yeah, it fucking hit you like a ton of bricks. Oh that? fuck! It, like, all right. Like at first I didn't believe it. As soon as I start hearing my mama cry on the phone, oh hell no! Nah. Yeah, it's tough, dude. Yo, it's like if you ever hear my cry on the phone or in person, he's like, you try not to hold back because like, yeah, that's the fucking worst, dude. Hearing your parents cry or your mom cry. Yeah, that's fucked. The fuck. yeah, that's, oh. that's what I was saying with the Demar Hamlin thing. It really kind of fucked me up. I didn't realize it in the moment, but afterwards, like going home, I uh, just kind of thinking about the implications of it all and. You know, with the shit I put my mom through, it's just no good, man, you know? That's for that's for sure. Once again, if you guys are struggling or anything, if you if you don't want if you want just want to rant, I got years chopping troop half years. If we can't get a hold of you, uh the number to get a hold of is nine eight eight. And not only that, but like if you if you're someone who someone close to you you think is struggling and you're not quite sure how to uh, address it or how to bring it up, you know, reach out to one of us and, we'll, you know, we'll tell you from our point of view what, you know, works for us. Maybe it'll help, you know, open the conversation for you and you're, you know, someone close to you. 
I mean, obviously, I'm not a, I'm not a trained professional, so take everything I say kind of, you know, it's just like my own experience. But, I mean, I'll help you guys the best I can. That's what we're here for. Absolutely. Um, another big thing I want to say is, too, uh, a, a lot of times what p- plays into mental health is uh, the food you're eating. If you're exercising and taking care of yourself, if you're getting enough sun, all those little things add up to the big picture of who you are as a person. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. Check on the homies. Pour one out for the homies who are no longer here. And uh, we love you guys, and, and don't be scared to reach out. Yeah, uh, of course. Speaking before we leave, um, do you know that guy that formed hooligans, the, uh, the rally driver? Mm-mm. Can can block? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah, he, uh, he Nitro started, Circus. Yeah, he started DC Shoes. Yeah, um, he passed away. Yeah, uh, it was like the second day. Like, snowmobile accident. Yeah, yeah, like speaking of snowmobile accident, um, I know we're talking about Dan, uh, Hamilton or Hamilton. We got to talk about Jeremy Reddick. Jeremy Renner. Yeah, what? Reddick? Renner? Come yeah, after me. Hawkeye. Hawk. Like, yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like, yeah. what, um, like what the fuck? Up, up definitely, to him. How there's the fuck definitely that happen? Uh, well, I don't know, man. There's definitely a lot of questions, but I mean, you know, more important. Just hope like, the guys are right. Yeah, right? just you know, the guy's got a career. He's a father. You know, just gotta pray that he makes it out of this. Absolutely. That's, Yo, you know what's crazy? You thought twenty twenty was bad. It was bad at the end. I told my mom twenty twenty was the top of the roller coaster. Now it's all downhill from here. Twenty twenty two. We thought we were going to be, hey, we're in the clear. Uh-uh. Nope. We yeah. had the yeah. fucking queen die. We had Betty White die. Well, not yeah. only that, but the fact that COVID and all that went on for longer than 2020 also played a big part in a lot of people's mental health because people had just started to think that they were out of the clear and, you know, and that we were getting over it, and then it all just came back again. And we were back to the same shit we were before, which definitely played a part, a big part in a lot of people's, you know, mental health. For sure, I but I think it's also important to have hope and uh, be optimistic for the future. You know, yeah, everything you put out there comes back to you. So exactly, I used to be a very very negative person, and my life was very very negative in return. Uh, for the most part, these days I try to stay positive mostly, and it seems to be working so far. Because you know, I mean, things haven't been fantastic. You know, I mean, it's not like I'm living a perfect life, but you know, now it seems like. If something happens, I'm able to just pull out and be like, you know, I'm going to get through this. It's going to be all right. And guess what happens? I get through it. It's all right. So. Oh, you know, you know. absolutely. Another thing, uh, I, I want to say rest in peace to my, my grandma, Mary Donahue. Yeah. That was uh, a great woman. Yeah, that was, that was, uh, that was Gone a very. Gone time. That was a very tough one for our family as well. <clears throat> uh, you know, not only for our family, but for the community. And the extended, yeah, one. she's the glue that, that really kept yeah. our family together. She was the heartbeat and of, you, of you our family. And you could definitely tell now that, you know, the family is, family's not the same as it used yeah, to be. Yeah, it's different now, man. Yeah, which is unfortunate, but. Uh, I think. She's one I, of the good ones. I think losing her definitely played a big part in, you know, me deciding that I wanted to start getting better because I'm like, you know what, now. Not only do I got to live for me, but I got to leave. I got to become the man that she always knew I could be, basically. So, you know, Absolutely, that's, I feel that's that. one of the, that's not like my biggest thing behind it. You know, at this point, I'm still being that person for myself, but it's definitely just more fuel to the fire to keep going. You know what I mean? Which you guys just got to find your reason to keep, you know, keep moving, man. I, I mean, if it's anything, any set a goal for yourself if you want, you know. 
say a year from now, I hope to not be, you know. And it could turn around in the fucking snap of a finger, man. You yeah. can turn it all around like that. You know, make a goal you, like, hey, be for, surprised. This, for this month, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and stay positive this entire month. And I guarantee you, at the end of that month, you're going to see a big difference. You're going to see a change. And, you know, from, that's where it starts. And from there, you know, it just it keeps going. Got to take it just one day at a time. Yeah, um, I, I think this episode this week is, was a lot better than last week's episode. Yeah, I think so, too. I think we... Most we uh, we covered we not only covered a lot more, but I think we definitely flowed a little bit better this time. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I don't get it. It's like, like every time we have a downfall of our one episode, it's like the second time we come back. It's the second time we come back, it almost kinda, happens for a reason. You know? Yeah, it's kind of like we just gotta like. I think in those moments we kind of just gotta like take a step back and like recenter ourselves and figure out you know like yes. this is where we wanted to go with it. You know, what I mean? right? Just, you know, especially when we had to do the. Uh, uh, when we had to retook an episode oh, yeah, on the, the same Bucky day, Phillips episode, yeah, Bucky, yeah, oh yeah, 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 it was like, at, and then, then it ended up then five the, times better. Then the second episode, then the one we did after that ended up becoming like you know, it was one great episode. It was one of them. I, I never really drank another monster, but it's like fuck it, we gotta crank it, we gotta get this <laughs> shit through. <laughs> it was a great episode, but Our, I mean, yeah, it was dope. Just real quick, also, uh, I just I know I've said this more than enough times on the pod, but I want to continue to say it. Uh, you know, definitely starting this pod and doing this has definitely played a big part in, you know, my uh, my journey. Because, you know, this play, doing this gave me something to put my time and focus into, which is a big reason behind what helped me get better. Which definitely try and do that too. Try and find a hobby, something you could put your time into. Because once you start focusing on something that you actually love doing, it'll help you realize, like, oh, fuck, I want to be around, man, because I want to keep this going. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, now I'm to the point where, like, after, like, the first, like, 20 episodes, I'm like, at first I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I'm kind of hitting a rut. You know, I mean, I've hit a couple ruts since then, but every time I'm like, fuck, you know what? If nothing else, I got we got to make it to 100. I got to make it to 100 episodes, if nothing else. But I know at this point now we make it to 100 episodes. I'm like, fuck, let's make it to 200 and 300, 400. I, you know, God willing, we make it to 400, but Absolutely. obviously Shit. that's a long way from now. But <clears throat> we're still... But, I mean, it also, not only did the pod help, but it also helped, you know, your guys' like, reaction to it all. It's definitely helped me a lot, For too. Sure. You know, you, the fans, people reach out to me telling me they've listened to it and telling me, you know, oh, I think you got a fucking great voice for radio, even though I hate my own voice. Oh, you know, it's been awesome. Voice, you know? <laughs> yeah, when it, when it was just me and great. Chop, you know, reaching out and saying, oh, you guys are fucked, the way you guys rag on each other is fucking hilarious. You Dude, know? We got to start doing that again. And then, you know, when we brought in Troop, everybody's like, oh, you guys sound so much better now. The three of you flow so well. So, you know, like hearing you guys, the fact that you guys love what we're doing has definitely played a big part in it, too. I mean, it's definitely made me feel a little bit better because now I feel like I'm doing something that people actually give a shit about, which is nice. Yo, um, I'll I'll like to give a shout out to uh, Chris Smith Jr. Oh yeah, yeah, shout yeah, that was fucking awesome, man. That made my whole day. On uh, his uh, his right, Spotify uh, Wrapped, yo, we were uh, his top podcast. Yo, uh, awesome. Very what's cool. me call it? I think he's our second fan. To get the fan of the month award. Yes, actually, nice. you know what? Sorry, Fiden. shout out to you, Chris. Sorry, Fiden, you've been replaced. Okay, <laughs> no Chris Smith Jr. <laughs> is now the loser of the month. But Fiden, you're honor. <laughs> we honor you for the first month, the first first award. The first time we ever did it, it was Fiden. I but Fiden, you've been dethroned. Yo, uh, <laughs> yo, yo, Choop. Even though Fiden did surprise us one time and show up for an episode, surprise. Yo, Choop, it was a, uh, it was crazy. Um, 
like as soon as like, oh yeah, I'll like introduce John Fyron as our our loser of the month. He looks at me after that and says, "What the fuck are you talking about? We see me doing this shit." So like, <laughs> but but if if we do like like that's one thing I want to do for twenty twenty three is every month we shout out a fan. one of the fans. Yeah, that'd be cool because they they make us, you know. Uh, and and it's awesome to have a, a little community that pays attention to what we're doing, and it gives us the the strength and the motivation to keep going, man. Uh, we love that. We need more of that. We love the feedback, guys. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we got a lot of big things planned. We got we got some things in the works, so it's going to be a good year for uh, getting loser for sure. So yeah, far, we uh, oh. we got an episode that's been setting up for a while. You know, probably for like a year now. We should probably finally do. You know, John, talking about the one that we were going to bring Matt in for. Oh yeah! Now we won't need to bring him, man. Now we do it the three of us. I think we should finally do it one of these weeks, maybe next month. Maybe. Hey, at least our at least our buttholes be safe for this week. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had something else planned this week, but it ended up getting postponed. So, but we're definitely gonna. It's definitely gonna happen soon. It's just a matter of you know having the funds and all that for it. First month, first couple weeks of the month are always the worst for me. Oh yeah, me too. Because I always got a. Uh, Paid yeah, shit playing, bills. playing catch up from the holidays too. Yeah, so, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, just real quick too, I want to just like give you guys like kind of a little insight to what you know talking about uh, you know my own personal mental health has done. Uh, speaking of Fiden, uh, a while back he had reached out to me because uh, a cousin of his uh, committed suicide and he you know he was taking it pretty hard and he wasn't trying to deal with it. You know, I kind of just talked to him. I did the best I could, and then, you know, it ended up helping him a lot, and he said, you know, that I was a big reason why he got through it. So, I mean, just, like, take that as, like, a sign that, like, talking about your mental health, it's going to, guaranteed, it's going to help somebody else. Guaranteed. Yeah, little things like that bring a different meaning to to the pod. and Yeah. It definitely makes you feel like, okay, now, you know, what we're doing actually matters, you know. Our little community we're yeah. building here, and what we're which is definitely to do. great. Um, but yeah, we're. Uh, I guess we're gonna head out. Unless you guys got anything else you want to say, real quick. Oh, all right. I I got I got the last name. Thanks for supporting us in twenty twenty two. If yeah. well, you we ain't shit. Yeah, let's. Uh, I think my big goal for this year is to try and get to. Try and hit that ten thousand. Try and get past ten thousand listeners, man. We need to do. I need to. I need to see eleven thousand listeners. I need it, man. Okay. You, you're, I you're need right that on the shit. Cusp. Yo, right so, we're so close. Right right I need it. So well, please share. Yeah, talk, share the talk. shit out of it, man. Tell your friends. I don't care if you got to pay your friend to listen to an episode. Just do it. All right. I just, just do 11, it. Tell your friends at work. Then Yo, a lot um, of people are listening to pods at work these days. So. I'm not comparing us to another pod, but you know who we are, kind of. We're like the last pod on, last pod on the left, kind of. Go fucking wait in the hallway. Yes, I was waiting for that one. How <laughs> many times yes. are going to tell you not to say that? <laughs> hey, he said... We're not last pod on the left, all right? We, we're getting loser. We're getting loser. It's a fucking difference. <laughs> Joe Rogan? No, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Oh, God. Yo, yo. Driving me nuts. Yo, that's how, yo, Choop, that's how you're going to start 2023 off. We almost got through an entire episode. <laughs> and you just had to piss me off right at the end. Hey, that's the idea. I bet you you've told him to go wait in the hall every single episode oh, since I, you started. Probably. No, 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 no. No, it used to be just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> 
Shut the fuck now up. Now he's pissed. Now he's making the, me the mad. The people probably miss you guys' banter. Oh, let's go. Cool. I, cool. I want to bring it back. I want to bring this back. I want. We'll, we'll do it. It just can't be. You know, we like, just gotta like, not ser- do it during like serious topics. Because then it kind of takes away from the absolutely that's seriousness. Good, that's a fair point. Speaking of that, I want to get back. We, I know I say this all the time that we don't like to set up episodes, but we got to get into some deep like conspiracy shit soon. It's been a while. Well, conspiracy. Yeah, you've been itching. You bet. You've had that conspiracy itch for the last couple ups. Did you ever watch? Did you ever watch that video? Oh, fuck, I didn't. Thanks no? for reminding. Yeah, me. go check that video out. I completely forgot. Thanks all right. I'm, yeah, surprised, I'm, I'm surprised she didn't, I'm surprised she didn't hit his line. Well, I'm getting hungry. Let's get the fuck out of here. I know, I was well, I am getting it. hungry, but we're we're kind of on a roll there, so I didn't want to cut us off. But, uh, yeah, I guess we're going to head on out of here. Uh, Big shout-outs and prayers to uh, DeMar Hamlin yeah, and his yeah, family you know, uh, and in this tough time. Continue praying for them, you know. Also, uh, include T. Higgins in your prayers. I'm sure he's, you know, going through it as well. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Good, obviously, if point. if you're one of those people out there that's blaming T. Higgins, you're a fucking piece of shit. I'm and sorry, um, also... It's not his fault. And also, let's pray for uh, Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner, yep. Renner. Yep. And then, uh, you know, also, huge, huge shout-out to the Bengals, man. I can't say it enough. They'll probably forever be my second favorite AFC team now just because of... I like their colors. How great they've been, you know. They've, I feel like they've all, you know, they've always been super genuine to us for the most part, as far as I know. True. You know? Yo, I love tigers. I'll, so, I'll you know, did, you, did you see that picture of the two mascots kneeling yeah, down yeah, next to each other? Awesome. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Man. So it's yeah, awesome. that, big shout out to them, man. You know, Bengals fans, you guys have been fucking great, and you know, in my eyes, your honorary Bills Mafia forever. And, yeah. You know, I, I hate when. I hated when people when I realized that we had to go up against you guys. I hated it because I actually, you know, for the most part, any Bengals fans I've ever met has always been super nice, and we've always kind of, you know, yeah. You know how I want right now, like have have them get back to being normal, not normal, but getting back to a, a stable. I want to fucking face Kansas City and Buffalo. I really want that kind of matchup. Wow, yeah, me too. Fucking spider. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Big old Kermit and Holmes. Just kidding. No, this is a nice episode. It'll be nice. You're a good guy. Yeah, for next week until we bash the shit out of Kansas City. Well, this week we're not going to because <laughs> it's a nice episode. But all right. No, no, no. We're fucking that. rambling. Let's get out of here. I'm starving. Or, uh, I'm dragging it. I'm literally, my stomach is about to fall apart. I See, right, right, right there. <laughs> um, once again, if you guys are struggling, if you can't get a hold of us, the number is 988. The hotline. For also... Help. I hope, you know, I hope, you know, listening to this episode makes you guys, you know, I hope it makes you laugh. I hope it makes you, you know, realize that from three guys who've been through, you know, it gets better, obviously. And, you know, I'd say for the most part, the three of us are, you know, you know, if not extremely happy, then at least pretty happy these days for the most part. You know, We didn't kill each other yet. I mean, we have our struggles, but, you know, for the most part, I've I've had more good days lately than I've had bad, so. Which is pretty awesome, but also I gotta go home because I just bought a PS Five, but I want to play God of War, so I'm pretty addicted to it. If I'm being honest, it's less about the food, more about that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna. I don't know what else to say. I'm rambling, and uh, I'm just gonna shut up now. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. I guess we'll see it. Have a good one. All right. Uh, to, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, losers. 2023 is gonna be the year for us again. <laughs>